broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hammond Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. Let's do this and get right into it. As we say in the promo, don't just live life, make life boom. And this show that we're recording today is all about that. It's dedicated to the one and only basketball legend, Kobe Bryant. Somebody that reached the zenith in his career. For sure, man. For Somebody sure. that had accolade after, after accolade after accolade after accolade. We learn about that, man. Yeah. So in dedication to, to him and in respect to all the, the fallen, the fallen souls in, in terms of the accident, we're going to have this conversation. So straight off the bat, I'm not alone. Today I'm blessed. And well, I have the one, the only. Best kept secret. You better talk. Talk your talk. Django in the I house. I won't stop you. How you doing, man? You man, right? Man, I'm doing good, man. Good. Um, it's it's been blessed. a while. I'm it's blessed. been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Do you feel extra blessed um, this week in I particular? Lit- Yo, you took the word out of my mouth. I feel extra blessed. Oh, why is that? Why is that? You know what? On Sunday, woke up from a nap. Woke up from a nap. My wife, my sister sent me a... A, a message about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He's gone. You know what? I knew down, I just knew down to God and, you know what I'm saying? I just thanked him for, for my life and I prayed for, for the Kobe family. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like my mic drop moment for this week moving forward was basically, no, tomorrow is not promise. If you got to do something, Indeed. do it. Indeed. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't waste time. You know what I'm saying? You don't have time. You got time, but you ain't got time. Yeah. I'm saying, guys, tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised for anybody. For anybody, um, man. I think we've discussed this before, whereby people who you need to avoid 2020 are those ones who don't understand or appreciate time. Mm. Because time and health is all you have. Okay. And we're going to salute, obviously, Kobe Bryant's going to be heavily influenced by um, his presence. You know, even though he's not here. No, that's a that's a sign of greatness. Whereby, when you're not physically here, your presence is still felt. Yeah, you know. And um, my 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 mic drop moment was um, this is all after this happened. I was driving to work and um, and they were playing some R and B hits. Yeah, you know, Aaliyah were playing. Yeah. You know, what another great that mm. was falling, no longer here. Yeah, you know, they play some Left Eye classics as well from TLC. Mm-hmm. She's no longer here, yeah. you know, and obviously salute these, salute, salute these angels, salute, salute these angels right here. And, um, and the, the commonality was all the, these three, um, lost their lives through, um, 
transport accidents left Dai Lopez. It was um, uh, a truck, a truck accident, dry, um, that crashed into I think a tree, a tree or something like yeah. that. And she was age thirty. Yeah, Elia, aviation accident, age twenty one, age 21, 22, yeah. 21, yeah. yeah. And obviously in Kobe now a helicopter accident as well. So, uh, so my my drama was you know how how many people are no longer here that you can actually still feel the presence. Yeah. You know, and that's very, very powerful. You know, the, again, the radio playing um, greatest hits from some um, artists that are no longer here. But, you know, what are, what things are we doing in our lives that will leave a legacy? Yeah. You know, what, what are you going to be remembered for? Yeah. And I try to live my life backwards in the sense that I've, I've written my obituary a long time ago. I was really written. Yeah, you know, so all I have to do is live up to those expectations <laughs> that I wrote for myself. Sure. You know, so like here lies Douglas Hamidiche. I didn't put the age, yeah? yeah, but I put the virtues, the things that I want to aspire to in my life, and all I got to do is live up to them. It's straightforward. It's all me. It's very personal. I don't know yeah. some people might think, oh, that's morbid, but there's a lot of value in doing that. You know, a lot of people I've gone through countless um, situations with family and extended family members, friends, whereby people's wills, for example, were not put in place. Yeah. So when people's don't, if people don't put the house in order while they're alive, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Jingo said, you know, no one's promised tomorrow. Yeah. No. One's, no so when, when people are no longer gone, that's when people start fighting over estates. Yeah. And you can see it a lot of these celebrities as well. It's played out in front of the media. People fighting for the estate, for ownership, um, where we have cultures whereby there's polygamy and that's allowed in extended families, yeah. wife one, wife two, wife three, and then people are underground and children manifest and, and say, look, I was, I, I'm the eldest, yeah. according to, I never knew about you. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Who were you? As far as daddy was concerned. Yeah. I, I, I was part of the family. I'm I the was, family. Yeah, I'm, saying, yeah. you're, I'm saying, you're a wedlock. I don't wedlock. Exactly. But, so you know, it's, never it's all about getting your house in order. That, that was the real, yeah. the real thing for me. And to the mic drops, like, you know what? Let me take a look at how I want to be remembered again. And I actually pinch myself. Am I still yeah. breathing? Is this still me? Yes, I'm still alive. Both another day. Let's keep it moving. Right. So again, this is all about... Um, the legend that yeah. was Kobe Bryant, who, Kobe. who lost his life at the age of forty-one, uh, with uh, along with another, along with another eight victims as well. Yeah, which is very, very important that very important. we salute them and recognize them, and we will talk a little bit about them. Okay, yeah. but Kobe, who was he? What did he achieve? This is an NBA basketball player. Yeah. M. BP. And I know, Django, you are the best kept secret, yeah. right? However, Kobe Bryant was the most valuable player. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's how it no, was. No. Yeah. He was I, MVP, I that. yeah. MVP. He had that crown, yeah. And he had a 20 year career with the Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers, yeah. And which began when he was 18 years of age, yeah. yeah? This is a guy that was married for 19 years. Yeah. Faithful. To, yeah. With, with, his, with his wife. Um, and obviously father of four daughters and he lost his life along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Yeah, yeah? which is extra tragic. And you know what? How, how are the family going to move forward? Mm. Who knows? But we're going to talk through on this show things and processes that are already in place, yeah, to help people deal with grief, okay? Yeah. Right? 
Um, so all his career was spent with the Los Angeles Lakers. He was not one of these ones that were ducking and diving, jumping yeah. ship. Yeah. He was faithful to the green. He like, was he was yeah, faithful yeah. to his team. Yeah. yeah, he's won two Olympic gold medals. Yeah, with the US team. Yeah, yeah, right. And eighteen time All Star. Yeah. yeah, he was ranked fourth in the NBA's all time scoring list. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So just for all of that, yeah. gotta put yo. Yeah. yeah. Along with victims, yeah, John Altobelli and his wife, Kerry, they're on board the helicopter mm. and their daughter, Alicia, yeah? Yeah. They're played with the, on the same basketball team as Gianna as yeah. well, yeah? Christina Mausa, um, Ara Zubana, I think he was the pilot. Yeah, that um, I'm not too sure. Okay, um, Sarah Chester, 45, and Peyton Chester as well, 13, right? These yeah. were also mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. So families have been literally... Um, uprooted, yeah. The 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 the, the core fabric has been torn. Mm. People now do not know which way they're facing, and all of this is going to be played out mm. in the public eye. Yeah, all of this, all of this. So, in terms of being finding that space to grieve, um, I'm I'm struggling to really process how. I tell you how bad this is. Yeah, on Twitter, um, the USA Today, yeah. People on social media, yeah, they're crying out. They're having a campaign, yeah, for a media break. Yeah. Just so that they can process Kobe Bryant's death. Yeah. They're they're calling out for a break. They just want, you know, pause. Yeah. Let everybody breathe. And the the, the funny thing is, this also got me thinking about, because obviously my background a lot is heavily around mental health, okay? And there's a model that uh, we use in mental health to help people deal with loss, grief. Okay. And that's the Kubler-Ross model that identifies five stages of of grief. Now, Kubler-Ross, she came up with this um, uh, model after she was observing people that have been diagnosed with terminal illness. Mm. Okay. And she recognizes the various stages people go through before they can reach acceptance. acceptance. And I think, if we wrap our show around some of these stages, it might resonate with you guys yeah. and allow you to go through the process yeah, knowing that there is an end game here. Yeah. Because sometimes when you lose a loved one, okay, you might feel that uncle, I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches yeah. and I'm sinking, I'm angry, and I don't know when this feeling is going to end. Okay, so we want to... We're going to help you, do Yeah. We want, to, we want to sprinkle a, a bit of hope yeah. in your lives or anybody else so that we can take a look at this situation and see how then we apply it to our situation. Okay. So yeah. the Kubler-Ross model, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of which the first stage. So what's the first stage, um, Uncle D? The first stage. And when we're talking about this again, one, one prerequisite is try to apply it in any situation whereby you're grieving. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily apply it to death. Mm-hmm. Try to apply it to just a loss, yeah? Either a loss of job, yeah? yeah? yeah. Um, a loss of a loved one, loss breakup of, uh, breakup of a relationship, long-term yeah. relationship. You still grieve. Because it's different forms of Yeah, there's di- different yeah. griefs to, to, a, to a baby, to, to a toddler who can't find this um, rattle. Yeah. That rattle is a, is, a, is a toddler's world, Yeah, you know? A toddler will go through the stage of grief. For sure. You understand? So what is the first stage? The first stage is what? Denial. Denial. The first reaction, this is the, is the first reaction of denial. 
In this stage, individuals believe the diagnosis is somehow mistaken and cling to a false preferable reality. Yeah, preferable reality. So, so many of us yeah, go through that. Exactly. So again, um, we're not going to take that literally. This was coming from people that were diagnosed with a terminal illness. So we're just going to deal with then the words and see how we apply that. Okay. So okay. denial. Yeah. So denial in, in the context of that example was you've been given a diagnosis. Now, you know, life now is limited. Mm. Now you've got the concrete evidence to, to support that. You know, you might not be here next year. Yeah. You've got the doctor's diagnosis saying, telling you that you've got the big C and that is it for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will go through denial. This can't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Pretending they didn't hear. Check it again. Yeah. Test it again. Test it again. This is not my life. This is not happening to me. Yeah. You know, I've seen people even in relationships. Yeah. Mm. Pretending that they're going on dates. Yeah. To somebody that has left them a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Because they're still in the stage of denial. Mm. What do you mean you're dumping me? What do you want? (laughs) That so did not happen. Yeah. Wow. You know, I know people that have got themselves suited and booted mm. to go to a work job that no longer exists. Yeah. Because they're in denial. Yeah. What do you mean? I've worked 20 years for this company. You, you just going to fire me like this? Yeah. So this is the first thing. <laughs> I'm going to wear my suit anyways. This oh, denial. Yeah. This is the denial. shock. Yeah. This okay. is the shock to the system. And you have not yet processed what is happening, the significance of it. It's just a, no, yeah. it's not so not happening. Yeah. It's so not happening. Mm. So um, again, in, in, in a lot of cultures, what we try to do, what um, certain cultures try to do to help people accept yeah. that they get them to affirm that they understood the news that they just heard. Yeah. Okay. So if say you've lost a loved one, they'll actually ask you, yeah, and they actually start the conversation was it with instead of going around the houses, like say you lost your 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 spouse, yeah. Instead of instead of pretending your spouse is still there, they'll call out your your late spouse, you know, mm. and and that allows you and that allows you to make the connection that actually no mm. one is going to be contributing to your delusion. Yeah, for sure. No one's going to come. No, we're going to give you the reality at every given stage yeah. to help you grieve, to help you move mm. through that grieving process. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next stage. The next stage is anger. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And if you just look on the social media, there is the anger outpouring. Outrage. Yeah. People are angry that the victims outside of Kobe, um, immediate family have not been um, given the the due respect yeah, to really actually you know grieve in peace. Yeah, or even the acknowledgement that they were even there on that flight as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, there's investigation still taking place in terms of the the cause of the death, but the pilot has already been vilified. There's been a lot of anger directed at the pilot's pilot. family. Yeah, you see what I mean. And this is what happens like when really when people lose. Um, um, something, a loved one, okay? Anger is normally festering somewhere and yeah. it has to come out, yeah? yeah? Somebody has to, to be blamed. Accountable. Somebody has to be held accountable Yeah, yeah. in, and, a, in a grieving stage. Like, yeah. Somebody has to be held accountable. Yeah, and you see yeah. all the time, but the, the reality in life is this. Accidents do happen. Yeah. If they do happen. I want you guys to think and reflect 
and look on all the, doesn't matter where you are in this world, mm. anywhere where the accident has taken place, the serious accident has taken place and there's been loss of life. Yeah. Does these words resonate to you? Yeah. Questions need to be asked. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. We want justice. Yeah. Yeah. And certain family members, right, will be on that pursuit for justice forever to try and get closure. They wrap yeah. themselves up and say, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to pursue this in the courts. And after, and even the courts might give a decision that it might not be favorable. They're going to still pursue it because somebody has to be blamed. I mean, yeah, it's true. At the end of the day. Because I, well, I can relate in this, in this situation here, losing my, my grandfather at nine years old. And uh, two weeks, for two weeks, my family didn't tell me anything. You understand? Okay. And through that process, I, I got angry in a sense of like, Okay, who's gonna be held accountable? Hmm. And I took it out in school. Yeah. Or oh, I, I used to be, I used to fight a lot. Yeah. Because I I couldn't, you know, like obtain like, okay, how can this happen? Yeah. You understand? If you'd have told me earlier, I would not be in the situation. But naturally, I would be in the same situation anyways. Yeah. You know, do you get what I'm gonna say? Yeah. So that is one of the processes that you go through in terms of just anger. Just you want to pinpoint blame on somebody. Exactly. Yeah, and so, this is something that um a good friend Gert Bertinger talks about in terms of signaling behavior. Yeah. Sometimes just look at people's behavior and take it literally. You're just a bad person. You're violent. You're aggressive. And don't look into the meaning behind the, the behavior because a lot of young people are dealing with loss as well. Mm. A lot of young people are uh, tell me that I have not had proper counseling to deal with the loss oh, for sure. of my loved one, of yeah. my mom, of my dad. Nobody, no, nobody was there for me. They just, they, they whispered around mm. me. Yeah. They didn't give me the opportunity for me to even say goodbye. Some young yeah. people don't go to funerals. Douglas, talk about it. Especially, I'll say this, especially in the African culture. Mm. When that, when that, that happened in that certain time, I was not allowed to go to the funeral because I was nine years old. Yeah. They took me to one of my auntie's house. And I'm saying, to another state, I mean, another city. Mm-hmm. And, but my family didn't know the extent of the psycho- psychological problems that I had in terms of this, like in terms of me dealing with, with, with anger. You understand? Yeah. Not only, not until when I came to this country, I had anger, you know, management and therapy. And it actually helped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But talk about that, man. Cause obviously like, you know, um, some, some, some parents or, or, or people just think that, you know, kids, don't go through grieving stages. Oh, they do. They're most. You better, you better understand. Do. It may, it can shape a, a child's life in the sense of like, you know, that. They'll, uh, they'll yeah. hold on to it because, hold on to it. because yeah. that is a, it's a life changing event. And just because they're not able to fully express it yeah. in, in, in grown up speak, it does not deny them the human right to have counseling that's age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm not saying to you that you need or people need to put in, in place counseling that is designed for adults. No, there's a way that you can speak to children for them to understand and process. Yeah. And maybe to be left in a state whereby they say, okay, fine, I might not be able to understand it fully now, but at least I know that my uncle's gone, yeah. my mum's gone, my dad is gone, and I have the tools, the emotional yeah. tools foundation, yeah, foundation for me yeah. to continue moving on. Yeah. Okay. And when you do not do that, it's amazing yeah. how many kids, and kids are the future, yeah? yeah? yeah. Kids turn to adults. Mm-hmm. And unresolved grieving issues, they'll come and they'll bite you at the most yes. oddest times. Yeah. Yeah, because it's pent up. Energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. Okay? A lot of kids grow up not knowing why they are how they are. 
but there's been some sort of re- delayed or, or, or hijacked yeah. grieving yeah. process in their life. And that's, that's now being played out through um, the behavior that we know as, say, just anger. And it could be... And, and anger can, can be expressed in many ways. Most For example, um, a person can uh, um, grieve, like say like he's growing up, in, obviously he has been growing up, he can just be immune to death. That's anger in itself. Most definitely. You don't want to feel nothing. Yeah. You don't want to open up. You understand? Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I went through that. Yeah. Just being immune. Yeah. When I hear somebody die and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I want to open up. Most definitely. There are levels to this. There are levels to grief. Yeah. And anger is a spectrum. Yeah. Every stage in Kubler-Ross's murder as we're going through, yeah. there are levels to it. Yeah. Some people's anger could result to punching a wall. Mm-hmm. That could be them, their maximum. Other people's anger could be self-directed on themselves as self-harm. Yeah. Yeah. I.e. I'm going to cut my wrists. Yeah. yeah. I'm regularly cutting myself as a way of coping with my anger. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to hurt somebody. Yeah. yeah? Or I'm going to take my own life. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there's stages to this stuff. So it's a very um, important that all cultures, all people understand, allow children, especially children yeah. to go through Therapy to deal with their loss. Okay. Yeah. Now we've gone through denial, anger. What's the next one, Uncle D? The, the next one is one whereby in my coaching sessions, I deal with a lot. And um, it's one called bargaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's one about bargaining. And, you know, um, a lot of people try to avoid this stage, but it's, it's a very important stage that you recognize that when you're going through that. Yeah. And the example I'm going to use is just say, for example, you, you break up with your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Just use that as an example. Many people do something like this. Say you broke up and the reason you broke up was because you never spent time with your lover of your ex. You never mm-hmm. spent enough time. Yeah. Now the relationship's no longer, no longer there. You suddenly have all the time in the world. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll be making declarations that, you know what? I've re, I've rescheduled my diary. You know, I've got a special time for you. I'm no longer with my boys. I'm no longer going to do that. This is now your window of opportunity. Now I'm making time. You're basically, what you're saying there is yes, the relationship is, is, is gone, but you're trying to salvage it by bargaining yeah. and you're only doing that. Yeah. To, bar- to get back at the relationship. Yeah. If the relationship was still going, you will not be at the stage of bargaining. But when it becomes a serious, I mean, a serious issue is when you're dealing with people that are no longer here. Yeah. Yeah. No longer here. And then, and then basically you make your praying and you're making um, decorations. Yeah. False promises to your creator, for example, because funny enough, people who are not even religious, mm. yeah, who don't follow any religious teachings, when the chips are down, they cry out to God, right? Yeah. So they'll be saying things such as, oh, God Almighty, you know, I promise to be a good boy from now on. Uh, please make mommy come back. Yeah. I, I promise I'm going to do my homework on time. Uh, please make sure my dad comes yeah. back. I promise I'm never going to um, hit her in anger. I'm never going to take my girlfriend for granted. Please make her come back. You are at the stage of bargaining, yeah? And please, when you're at this stage, understand there's limits to what you can promise. And if you go to the root of that promise, mm. yeah, if it's not based on sincerity, yeah? I'm talking about things that you can actually change, yeah? yeah? 
you're wasting your time, okay? Mm. And you're delaying the grieving process, particularly when someone's not here anymore in the physical. This is why it's very, very important when we are watching, observing somebody bargaining. Bargaining. Yeah. You know what? Whoa. This hit me. This hit me hard. You know, when you talk about bargaining, it reminds me of my my relationship with my mom. Mm. You know, one thing, you know, I feel like this uh, Kobe Bryant um, death and... The, the bargaining um tool hmm. has made me realize whether I disagree or agree with my mother's, you know, let's say teachings of how to raise, hmm. gotta respect, you gotta respect your mother, man. Because obviously, like every 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 precious moment counts. Every you know what I'm saying because I don't want to be in that stage of bargaining when my mom is six feet six feet under. Yeah, mom, I wish I did this. Mom, I wish I'd done that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, this this brought me home. Yeah, the bargaining the bargaining stage. <laughs> the yeah, bargaining so. stage. Yeah, it it is it can be subtle. It can be really subtle, sure. right? But you can see it played out even you've lost employment. Mm. You know, sometimes ex employees will ring up their old boss a whole list of things that they are going to do to change their behavior. You understand? Boyfriends again, girlfriends, it's coming a whole list. I've quit smoking. I've quit drinking. I'm no longer clubbing. I'm getting out with the lads no more. That's it. All of these things (laughs) being, (laughs) being um, not who they really are, but in the sense of trying to seek some sort of compromise to change the outcome of what's happening. Death is final, my friends. Mm. Yeah. Death is final. It's final. Yeah. yeah, this is why it's important again to appreciate time, appreciate people around you while they're living. Yeah. Tell your mom you love, love her. her. Tell your dad that you love her. Yeah. Tell your spouse that you love them. Don't don't yeah. go to bed. And this might sound simplistic. Yeah, but don't go to bed with beef. I was gonna say that words words are very powerful. So yeah. be careful with the you know the words that you tell to people. Be careful because you don't know what that person is dealing with. Yeah, inside you, you don't know. You don't, you don't know. You don't know. You, you don't know. You don't know. So. Hold your words back. Because listen, Hold at the end of the day, time. man. Like I'm saying, we only live uh, in a moment. We live. We live in a moment in time. You know what I'm saying. Exactly. So understand, man. Yeah. Every moment counts. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying every word that you say to people counts. Yeah. You get know what I'm saying. So it's it's it's. Listen, you're the one that's going to be hurt. At the in in the end, yeah, yeah, most definitely. I just have to breathe. Let me just breathe for a second. You are so much more. MikeDropClub.com. Make life boom. Yeah, I just had to breathe a little bit, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion in the room because. When you go through the Kubler-Ross model and you're discussing things on the back of um, um, Kobe Bryant's um, untimely um, um, death, all right, um, you cannot help but draw parallels to things in your own life. Sure. You know, when we talk about uh, bargaining, anger, denial, and then we try and apply things to things that we, examples of our own life. Yeah. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it and I've seen people um, really misuse time, you know, say things that you cannot unsay. You know, when you say things, you plant a seed, that seed germinates in space and time. Yeah. And when it's ready to sprout, you might have not meant those words, but now you breathe life into those words. The words are now doing damage for you. Yeah. Okay. So please silence the tongue. There's no, the tongue. there's no beef 
worth <sighs> worth more than life itself. And you yeah. see it all the time. The anger issues that were, that were on the streets, um, obviously this is a murder with Nipsey Hussle, as you said. Yeah. People died at that funeral. Yeah. People die at fatalities. Funerals. Fatalities. Yeah. You understand? Because again, it's this anger. It's anger that's out there, this quest yeah. for answers. You know, what can you do yeah. in life? Yeah. When um, there's no black box. I mean, and I use that as an analogy. When there's no black box to your grief. For example, you go to work, you come back home, your loved one's no longer there. You want answers. You want answers. You want answers because just because you go to work doesn't mean your loved one's promised to come back. Yeah. You know? Why don't you tell that person when they leave, you know what? Uh, I wish you a safe journey. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. Yeah. Okay? I drive probably two and a half hours per day. And I see many, many times accidents on the road. Many, many times I see accidents on the road. You know, cars upside down. Those people had loved ones. Those people left their house and they came back and they came back in a state, maybe in a box <laughs> two, three days later. You see what I mean? So please focus on the words that you use. Yeah. Control your mouth. Yeah. Control the language that you use. Because language is well, it's not just the words, it's context and language. All those things come into come into effect. Okay. You also need to understand that, you know, anger, anger only um it only lasts for a little while. <laughs> When I say only lasts for a little while, in a sense of like, you can say something and imagine, for example, your loved one dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. that I mean, that's that's done and that's gone. Yeah. yeah. But the, the 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 grieving process, that is the one that that's gonna that could stay for a very long time. Yeah. You know I'm saying. And now 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 I'm gonna talk very quickly. I know your time is limited, and yeah. I do respect everybody out there that listens to the Mic Top Club. Shout okay? out to you. All I'm going to say is this. I've been to too many funerals in Southern Africa, in Zimbabwe, whereby literally there are certain family members that want to jump into the casket, that want to jump into the the grave. Take me as well. Take me as well. They're wailing, 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 wailing. Now, could it be that these people are arrested and stuck on one of the, some of the processes of Kubler-Ross. Could it be that some of these people have said hurtful things to the loved one that's no longer there? Yeah. yeah? And they're now regretting. Yeah? Mm. Yeah? Missed yeah. opportunities and natures. My mom taught me that as a kid. When people moan, M-O-A-N, it's an acronym for missed opportunities and negligence. It's negligence if you let your loved one leave the house and you know you love them and you don't tell them. Yeah. yeah? You've missed an opportunity right there. Okay? Because maybe maybe if they heard your sweet voice, they might not have driven off in a rage. Mm-hmm. You, you see you see what I mean? Yeah? Right? You neglecting your duties make you moan. So even anyone that's moaning, yeah, in your head, I want you to say these things. Is there a missed opportunity in your life that... Now you're regretting. That's what you moan. Yeah. You gotta take responsibility for your actions. Gotta take it. Yeah, I don't listen to people moaning. What are you moaning for? Why think about it? Why are you moaning? What are you complaining about? You're mm-hmm. in that situation for a reason. Could it be that you didn't study hard enough anywhere at school? Yeah, that resulted in you doing that job that you don't want to do. Yeah. 
You're moaning. Missed opportunities. You could have been revising, but you're too busy playing FIFA. Sorry, do you I'll, understand? I'll this again. Do you were born looking like your parents, but you died looking like your decisions. Most definitely. So Most definitely. So if you don't, if, if you didn't put like put your head down in GCSEs, A levels, uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't 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 be mad or don't be like I'm saying like in a sense if if you, if you didn't make it in the in the field that that you want. I think people gotta, are ready. I think people are ready now for the final stage. Yeah. For the penultimate stage, should I say? Yeah. And that is depression. Ooh. Yeah. Depression. You know, and depression. depression is the saddest state now. You're going through denial. You're going through anger. Yeah. You're going through bargaining. And people will process these, these um, stages at different speeds and different intensities, right? Mm-hmm. And rationalize them their own unique way. But once you go through that, depression will hit you. You will be sad. You reach a level of sadness that you didn't, did not know existed. You'll be so low. You would think that you are beneath the earth. You'd be so low that you'd be hearing things as an echo, like a distant echo in real time. You'd be so low that food, clothing, shelter are not interest of you. You'd be so low that what is sleep. Yeah. You will reach that stage. Yeah. When you've sunk. Yeah. You just want to go. You just want to go. You want to go because now this is now embedded into, into your grain. You are mourning. You are now in the middle of mourning the, yeah. the, the, the loss of your loved one. You're not moaning. Ah, don't get, don't get twisted. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're, um, mourning, mourning. yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, it's different. So, um, you heard of like in Southern Africa, what we have, and I think it's throughout the, the developing world, particularly, mm. you know, in England, they have what's called the stiff upper lip. And, you know, when um, Princess Diana passed away, you saw Prince Harry and Prince William at the funeral walking, you know, in front of millions of people, isn't it, on yeah. TV. And um, that was that was a that sad, was sad, 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 yeah. sad day. Um, but they were part of the process, at least, yeah? Now, they'd done a lot of their um, lowest points in their life until the Depression, yeah. right? in and around the media. The media was able to back off to some degree, but they all talk about it now. Prince William's Prince William and um, Prince Harry at the time, no longer Prince, he doesn't use yeah. the title Prince anyway, were talking about mental health and how they lost their mother has affected them. Yeah. yeah. And this is royalty. Yeah. Money in abundance, freedom to do a lot of things that we could only wish for, but they're telling you quite candidly that their mental health was affected. So this is where we're going with um, the depression. It is so low. So in so back back on back on track. Yeah. So in Southern Africa, we what we have is and throughout the, throughout the developing world, we have what's called professional whalers. Professional whalers. Talk about that. Professional whalers. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and they only get involved right whereby somebody has lost, say, a husband or a wife, and um, they are not demonstrating that they're processing their grief effectively. Yeah. Right. They will come. And I've seen it from my own eyes. I thought there was dust. You picture a dusty village. Yeah. I saw dust being kicked up. I thought it was a herd of elephants. But what it was, was there was a group of women going to, in the rural areas, yeah. traveling to our village. Yeah. 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 And the noise, the crying yeah. was 
even if you don't want to cry, you're going to cry. You will, you will cry. You will cry well, to like, the man, point well, you lose weight. Yeah, you will cry like you want to lose weight. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And you cry to the point that it leaves you physically tired. Yeah. Have you cried so deep that you're physically tired? Yeah. Yeah. Physically tired? Yeah, of course, of That's course. That's what they do. So what they do, they'll travel, and these are women that are respected in the communities. Yeah. So they'll, they'll as they, they travel, they'll collect other women en route, and they go into the house of the, of the partner, that's the surviving partner, yeah? Yeah. And they'll grieve with her. And the whole point, or him, and the whole point is to encourage them to have an outpouring of grief. Yeah, and they want you. He's bring back, back you, memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot move. You, you just have to. And equally so, even though you might not be a professional whaler, it, equally so, it's your responsibility when you go into someone's house where there, where there's been a loss of life. Yeah, you have to knock on that door, crying. Yeah. If you knock on the door and you're like, "Yeah, what's up? I'm so good. Yeah, how are you doing?" Blah blah. No, that's the height of disrespect. Yeah, you best have yeah, your crying. tears prepared in advance. If you're in the car, sit in the car. Yeah. 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 If you if you haven't got onions, get some onions. You do, get that. Do what it is. Do not, don't blink for an hour. Whatever the case <laughs> may be, yeah. Right. Get in touch with your emotions. Because you're knocking on the door when somebody has lost somebody. Yeah. You have to, as a sign of respect, demonstrate True. grief. You and, know, Douglas, you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth. <laughs> may God bless her soul, my grandmother. But mm. when when that time happened, my mother's friends, I remember, because I didn't cry at that time. Mm. My mother's friends came. They came and um um they came and greet me. Oh, how are you yeah. doing and all this stuff? The moment they knocked on my mother's door, I just heard screaming. I'm yeah, like, what? Go. I was like, bro, you was screaming on tap. Just like that. Yeah. Real tears though. Yeah, yeah. It's not fake. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was real tears. Yes. These are professional whalers. These I don't know if my, my mom's friend is a professional whaler, but and, I don't know. And it's also the fact that with um, some communities, yeah. particularly in the, in the developing world, people are more in tune with their feelings and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. In Western civilization, particularly England, I would say, stiff upper lip. Get over it, boy. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. And I don't respect that. I don't like that at all because that leaves more problems in the system further along the line mm. because that person that has not had opportunity to, to grieve might have a family to raise yeah. and they, they were not going to be in their best um, condition emotionally, yeah. psychologically, physically to provide care for the loved ones. And those loved ones are also going to be affected because if you ever been a child um, and be cared for, by somebody yeah. that has any one of these processes of Cooper yeah. Ross grieving, you know it affects you. You might not go to school with with dinner. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying to you. Yeah, so please um, allow people to go through that process. Depression is there, but also it is literally ordained in human beings yeah. that you shall go through a stage of depression. Yeah. You know, one in four people, according to Department of Health, okay, NHS England, will go through a mental health illness at some point. And depression is one of those. Depression, yeah. anxiety, these are yeah. brother and sister, yeah. okay? So when you, when you are depressed and you got that sinking feeling, uh-huh. if it suddenly goes... Guess what? Guess what you're gonna be feeling? Anxious. Yeah. Because you're anxious that the depression anxious is numbness. You're you're, oh, you're yeah. anxious because you're thinking the depression's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the whole point of the of 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 the grieving process when you go through depression is it's a very long process. Now, with the Clubber Rose model as well, I feel like you know 
as a, when a person is grieving, they can go through in denial nicely, anger. I'm just saying, maybe some people are different. I'm just saying, yeah. normally, denial, anger, bargaining. But I feel like the depression stage is the one where people get stuck, literally get stuck. Yeah. I always have a story for you. You uh, know ahead. me with this. Go ahead. I love stories. I've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a friend, you get me, um, may, may her soul rest in peace, she committed suicide. So her father also committed suicide. Could it be that she went through all these stages, but when she when she came to the depression stage, she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't go to the next stage that we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm I'm not gonna say. Could it be she was just stuck there? Because again, she took her life. The, I think I believe the same way that her father did. Exactly. You know what I'm saying so. It's crazy how like um when when a person is stuck in, in a depression stage, please loved ones cater. To your people, man. Yeah, yeah. Cater to no, your people. Thank you. Cater for, to your people. Thank you for sharing that story because it's real. It is. It is frighteningly, frighteningly real. Yeah, yeah. It's horrifyingly sure. real. You know, it's so so important in this day and age that we have that conversation about depression and how we support people through depression. Because as you write for said Jingo, this model is not right and exact that you go for every stage. With the, with the exactly the same outcome, yeah. with the exactly the same mindset. True. Yeah. You can go up and down this stage. Mm-hmm. You can go depression, come back and you denial. Yeah. You think, oh, have you seen people that are depressed and said, you know, I'm no longer depressed. Everything's all yeah. good, all happy. Yeah. Mood Maybe mood. they've gone back into denial. It's true. Yeah. At any point they can slip, um, um, slip back into bargaining. Yeah. You understand? It, it's not necessarily goes in that order. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't mean that you cannot be stuck on any of those stages. You can be stuck on any of those stages, yeah. right? The numbness where you've got no mood yeah. at all is tantamount to being like depressed. It's like, yeah, you're certainly in, in depression. But so many people are functioning with depression. It's true. Yeah. One in four, right? Check it out. One in four people will have mental illness at some point in this days in their life. So if you go to work and you work more than four people, yeah, one person in that place is either currently depressed or have gone through depression. True. You understand? That's how real it is. So you can be functioning with depression. This is why it's important. And I like your point, Jingo, tells about telling people how you feel. Use know the power of words. Yeah. If you're feeling it, express it. Yeah. You understand? Don't go to bed angry, all those things, have the opportunity to speak. Mm. If you do have the opportunity to speak, speak, speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. Yeah. There's power and there's healing. Exactly. Confession in in talking. Exactly. Understand that. And and also depression to support somebody Mm. because the the big issue is a lot of people shy away when they know someone's depressed. True. Because they think it's contagious, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) don't, don't come around here if you're depression. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not contagious. It's not yeah, you don't, have, you don't, have, you don't need to be barrier nest. Somebody has depression. Yeah. All what they want is somebody to demonstrate empathy, listen. to be there. Exactly, just to listen. Exactly, listen. Be still, because sometimes just having somebody next to you, not even speaking, embracing the silence, is so so powerful. Because when people go to that place, trust me, on the outside they might be still, mm. on inside they're racing. Yeah. yeah, they've got so much stuff they're dealing with that they can't even um, verbalize them. So just your presence sometimes is enough. So yeah, please support and the way them. And the way the creator even made us is like, you know, you are your brother's keeper. Or I can't say you are the, your sister's keeper because in the day, like you said, when a person is grieving, all he needs somebody to listen to. 
that itself is iron sharpens iron. That, that that's that's the definition of iron sharpens iron. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so correct, correct. And and when we say listened, you know, this is where I suggest, humbly suggest, that we all practice listening. Mm-hmm. All practice it. Just practice listening. And you will find that when you do practice listening, there's like 80-20 rule. If you're listening, you do less talking, right? Mm-hmm. But how many, how many of us struggle with silence? And they want to put fillers. In our culture, when we're talking on the phone, it suddenly goes quiet. Someone has to say something. You know what I mean? You, 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 nobody wants the air. Nobody wants to be aired out and, and silent. They have to continuously talking. Yeah. And so it's about understanding sometimes you don't need to talk. Be comfortable in not talking. Because when you do talk, you tend to be prescriptive. You tend to be telling them your own opinion. And when people are depressed, it's not about the other person's opinion. It's yeah. allowing them the opportunity to process it in the way that they understand it themselves. Right. Frame the, the, the loss themselves, yeah? Find meaning in the loss themselves because we can come into people's life and say, do you know what? Just go to the gym, just eat this and blah, 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 all this positive affirmation stuff. But the bottom line is this, it's all eternal. You know, that person's dealing with it on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So respect that, give them the space, let them express how they're feeling. Don't be judgmental because it can manifest, it can express itself in different ways. Some people say, oh, you can't be depressed because you've gone to work. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? And this is a, this is a, miscon- this yeah. is a misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people say, how can you be grieving? Yeah. Right. When you don't, you don't even accept, you're, you're, you're such in denial mode. You're not even grieving. Now, as we said, it's part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how can you be angry? Yeah. Because of your loved one no longer there. They live to 110. You can still be angry. It's still part of right. grieving. It's still part of grieving. Yeah, it's still every every situation is individual. Every single one. The second we try and um pigeonhole people, say you have to grieve, um grieve like this, mm. the true meaning is lost. Yeah. Okay. Because when you're if you're playing the role of a listener. It's to listen with an open heart and open mind and not be judgmental. Yeah. That's what it's about. So the final stage, oh, the this final one, this stage. One is good. Yeah, yeah, this, this is this what it's all about. When you've gone through all this stuff, you will be changed. Mm. Yeah. There's a reason why um, certain people are gray. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying it literally in the sense of you will not be the same again. Yeah. If you've gone through the stages of grief, you will not be the same again. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new you. And just like, um, those, have you ever watched those cartoons whereby you have, um, like, uh, like a, like a rabbit or something like that, or, or, or um, is it, is it Roger Rabbit or one of these cartoon characters? Anyway, when, when somebody fires a gun, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can see the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Going in one direction and it hits the object and it goes, ping. It goes off in a completely different direction mm. and then it does what it's supposed to do. But the initial direction that bullet was going in is completely different after it hits the object. Yeah. It goes off at, ping, ping, ping. Yeah. you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah? <laughs> Sometimes in, in, in action films, they do it on purpose. Like the, like, the, 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 like the the start of the show would deliberately shoot a bullet against a corner, <laughs> knowing that it's going to hit somebody behind the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. This is what it's like when you hit grief. Yeah. You're going through life like that bullet on your own path. Yeah. yeah. Everything's cool. Yeah. Everything's right and exact. This is your life. Mm. But you hit that wall 
Now you're going in a completely different direction than how you intended. You hadn't, you got no roadmap for that. The Google maps not helping you. You're now going in a completely different direction. This is now fear. Fear comes into place here, whereby you can be terrified in the direction that your life is now going into because you didn't plan it. You were fired from the womb of your mother in that direction. Yeah. Now you're, now you're in a different country. Now you've got different people around you. You understand? Now you're eating different food because daddy can't cook like mom. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now your bed doesn't smell like how, bed, how it used to smell like because your partner is now gone. Mm-hmm. Now, you, now, now you don't have a dog to walk because your yeah. dog now is gone. Mm-hmm. You understand? These are all different trajectories. So the acceptance comes in understanding that you're on a different path yeah. to your intended path. And you're okay with it. You know what? Like, you're right. Everything that you say, you're right. Um, acceptance. Because um, it's one thing that I even struggle with in my own life. Acceptance. I love my grandmother so much. You know, she raised me. Yeah. Six months premature. And for so long, I never wanted to th- to put my mind, my mind state like, what if it happens? Mm. No, she's going to live forever. She's going to live 150 years old. And you know what I'm saying? All mm. these things that you feel me but. But I listened to a sermon one day and uh, a preacher said, listen, you have to learn, even before your, your people die, you have to put yourself in that state and really go through that, that process. What if? Yeah, exactly. Through that, it's going to take a long time for you to come to, into an acceptance like, okay, they, might, they, might, they may be gone, mm. but it will help you in the long run if it just happens. Mm. Yeah. Because if, 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 Let's say, for example, if it just happens, your your loved one just dies and you didn't put yourself in that stage, mm. you're going to go through this, you know, club, club model, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be very hard for you. But understand that you, you like in life, you got to accept, you, yeah. you got to learn how to accept yeah. death, yeah. illness from, from Ill, yes. illness, you know what I'm saying? Even like we, we can go broad with this, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I just feel like, you know, that that can help a lot of people. Um, Just put, just put yourself in in a stage like, cause we're talking about grief right now and just death in a sense, obviously. But I just feel like, you know, put yourself in that, in them shoes. Like, okay. Like I know I love my grandfather, but what if exactly tell yourself, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you got it. You got your own life to live. You got your own life to live. And they want you to live your life to the fullest too. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it yeah. does have an impact on how you conduct your life. If yeah. you're able to do that example, yeah. as Jango said, which is excellent, you know, um, artificially put yourself in that state. That's what you're basically saying. Mm-hmm. Artificially, though you're on that trajectory where everything's going cool, imagine a scenario where it's not going cool. That's mm-hmm. what basically yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Then how would you be behaving if you actually knew that your loved one's not going to come back home tonight? Douglas, I'm shaking what right would, now. What even... would you be saying? Would you know you what I mean? Saying? So yeah. when I was younger, um, <laughs> I always said this, you know, those who don't listen must feel, yeah? But the one, the one that was like the mic drop of mic drops, and I'm going to cover this in the next mic drop, uh, either the next one or the one after, the next show I'm going to cover it yeah. in detail. You know, when some, an old wise person said to me once, Douglas, you, you shall see. Douglas? Mm-hmm. You shall see. Now, I used to work on a dementia ward. Yeah. Old people's ward. Where so when these are people that obviously they're um eight in the eighties plus, yeah, right? And I I can count uh, 
I can't count, sorry. I can't count how many, how many people I, I held hands while they're taking their last breath. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But this was one guy. Um, actually, he wasn't even 80. He was, I think, 78 years of age. And he had all his faculties, or at least it looked like he had all his faculties going. And he said to me, and as I was holding his hand, yeah. you know, it's like moments before he passed away. And we were talking about life and, you know, his regrets and all that kind of stuff, you know. And he said to me, Douglas, you shall see. And it doesn't deserve a mic drop when I first heard it. Deserves a mic drop 12 years later. When you went through life. 12 years later, I understood and you get one of these. I tell you why. I tell you why. Salute to him. You shall see means this. S-E-E. It's an acronym for you. Yeah. Serious emotional event. So when someone says, you shall see. What they're basically saying is, when you get a serious emotional event hit you, you would understand. That's when your face is. <laughs> that is what, and that could be death, mm. loss of job, yeah. loss of spouse. It could be any grieving process. That's yeah. a serious emotional event that hits your life. You cannot be the same after that. So when you've gone through that, I'll say it's important that we teach, support, love our, 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 our fellow um, man, woman, okay? And let them understand that there is hope. You can um, rise and get through that process and you will be in a, in a different state. You're not going to be the same and you're happy with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, any last words? My last words is, I just want to say this, right? I know we had a very festive um, conversation here, but I'm just going to leave you this. There's a time for everything. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time to celebrate. Yeah. There's a time, there's time for life. And there's time for death. Everything has its time. So understand, grieving is a process, just as happiness is a process. Most definitely. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So understand that suffering and pain does not loss. Yeah. Happiness lost because it's reoccurring. It always comes. But understand suffering is only for this moment. So understand there's a time for everything. Yeah. And you will survive. You will survive, man. You That's what I'm trying to say. You will survive. And thrive. All right. So yeah. you guys, you know, it's been a blessing to have Django in the house. For Best sure, kept secret. For sure. For you sure. Know, breaking down on one of the most emotionally driven mic drop club sessions ever you know we salute the legacy of Kobe Bryant mm. uh, we, we say a prayer for the um the fallen the family members as well that yeah. we mentioned in the beginning it's a tragedy you yeah. know we go through the Kubler-Ross model we grow from it and accept it and yeah. we move on we are in pain we are grieving yeah. and we are going to be better yeah. Mike Drop Club yeah. out thank you for listening Don't forget to check out MikeDropClub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom.